Two weeks ago, I had the uh, privilege of speaking, and of course, the, uh, the title of the message uh, two weeks ago uh, was, Can You Hear Me? Can You Hear Me Now? Uh, the, theme of, the theme of the message uh, really was about hearing the voice, uh, the hearing the voice of God. Uh, and in that message, uh, there were really four areas that we uh, kind of covered in, in practical steps that we can take in, in hearing the voice of God and making sure that we're, we're setting time, setting that appointment to hear his voice. Uh, and then also just to make sure that we're still and resting in his presence. Uh, and then, of course, setting time uh, to the side to make sure that we're uh, praying and that we're reading God's word. And then how many of you know that it's important when you're hearing the voice of God that you just simply listen and then begin to write down what God may be saying to you? Uh, the idea for uh, the, the, the message two weeks ago was uh, first starting with the ability to be able to hear the voice of God is, is voice recognition. How many of you remember the, the video, the quick video that we showed where the, the, the shepherd stepped out and the sheep responded only to the shepherd's voice uh, that really kind of paralleled the passage of Scripture that we jumped to uh, in John chapter 10 where Jesus is speaking and he says that I am what? I am the shepherd and the sheep, my sheep hear my voice. Uh, he goes on to proclaim that I am the shepherd and the sheep obey my voice uh, and I am the shepherd, the sheep listen to my voice, and that we have those opportunities uh, every day that we live uh, when we're seeking to hear the voice of God, that, uh, that he comes to us in just those everyday moments that we experience, but then there are those times that we're really looking for a specific revelation in, in hearing the voice of God. How many of you are grateful that our God is alive and well, and that he is still speaking to us, and still guiding us, and directing us, and and tonight I'd like to take just a few moments to look in the Old Testament if you have your Bible with you, 1 Kings chapter 19 and the title of the message and kind of continuing in that vein of hearing the voice of God, uh, the title of the message is, is Conversations. Uh, I'll tell you that before we get into that passage of Scripture, just kind of bringing you up to speed in chapter 19 and the chapter preceding chapter 19, uh, you know the familiar story where Elijah is is battling, having that back and forth with the prophets of Baal. And he's, he's taunting them to the degree and saying, hey, you need to pray a little bit harder. Maybe, maybe your God is not hearing you. Maybe your God is, is asleep. And then we know the story where he steps back and, and, and builds the altar and places it there and then calls down fire from heaven and that the, the very altar, the very stones, the very ground is scorched, that it says that the flames of the fire lick the water right out of the trench. And then in the, in the next few verses, Elijah gets word that, that Jezebel has put a, a bounty on his head and that he has gone really from, from just almost overnight, really gone from the hero to where he is now seeing just an, a magnificent move of God where he's calling on God and to where now he is retreating, that he is running, and he's finding himself at the Mount of Horeb. And that's where our passage of Scripture picks up tonight. And, and we're going to walk through and see a conversation that is taking place between Elijah and God. That in this moment, in this moment of desperation, in this moment of weakness and depression that has entered into such a great, great prophet, and he has this conversation, 
in 1 Kings chapter 9, verse 9 through 13, and the, and the word of the Lord came to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? He replied, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, broken down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me too. The Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a, what, gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Father, thank you for tonight. I pray now, God, that, that you will speak to us tonight. God, let us have the, hear, the ears to, to listen and to hear your voice. I pray, God, that we would remain obedient, obedient Christ followers. Speak to us now. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Conversations. Uh, I like to kind of start tonight in, in talking about the, the various conversations that we have. I think there are three, three classifications. Uh, the, there's the casual conversation uh, that takes place every day. Uh, I noticed even in the lobby tonight and in the hallways, there were just groups of people that were gathered. And uh, how many of you would probably agree with me that there was some conversation going on with the weather? How many of you were, would agree and say, man, there was probably conversations, people that were grateful that the rain has stopped. I think if you probably moved on to the next group of individuals, there were probably that casual conversation that were saying, well, we need more rain uh, to come and it's on the way. I'm sure that if there were a group of guys and I saw some guys gathered up, they were probably already talking about how successful their football team is going to be in the fall, that, it, that we're all on level playing ground right now. And that's the casual conversations that we have every day about the weather, about our kids, about our grandkids. Uh, Pastor Jeff, he, he loves to talk to you about his grandkids. How many of you know that? Now that I'm a grandfather, I love talking about my grandkids as well. As a matter of fact, it's uh, great to be able to have, talking about family, it's great to have my, my son's wife here worshiping with us. Brittany's here. I was not able to recognize her two weeks ago, but she's here worshiping with us tonight. It's great to have your family. And how many of you know that as proud parents, as proud grandparents, we always like to talk about our kids, don't we? We like to talk about our kids. The, the second conversation that takes place is a more direct conversation. Sometimes you experience that whenever you're uh, in the office of, uh, of a supervisor or a manager and the questions of the, the hows and the whats and the whys begin to take place where that direct conversation is happening and, and saying, hey, how, how are we going to kind of work through this season in our business and business partners where they have those direct pointed conversations asking real questions. And then there's the intimate conversation that takes place. The, the third category that I'd like to just kind of mention tonight that we all have those intimate conversations that we may experience between a, a husband and a wife. 
uh, something that may, you may experience on an intimate level uh, with a uh, possibly sibling. Or uh, if you're being mentored, you may have that conversation that is very intimate because you feel that safe, safe security that's in the presence of that individual to say, I can share my deepest thoughts, those feelings that are taking place within my heart, and to have that in- intimate conversation But I can tell you, regardless of the type of conversation in who's speaking, when you're in the room, we all want our voice to be heard. How many of you would agree with me tonight? There's something about having your voice being heard, having your thoughts being recognized, having your ideas being validated of who you are right where you're at, and we want our voice to be heard Uh, My grandson, Colby, uh, four years of age, he, at this young age, he wants his voice to be heard. And I get a joy of of sitting on the couch with him and that if something is on his mind, and I've seen this occasionally with his Nani, that that he will begin to call her name Nani. and, And if she's not paying attention, he repeats it again and says, Nani. And he repeats it over and over, Nani, Nani, Nani. It's almost like that broken record into where I get tickled to occasionally he'll grab her by the face and she's playing with him at this point and twisting her head, twisting her face, but he wants his, his voice to be heard. He wants his Nani to recognize his voice. And in our passage of Scripture tonight, An intimate conversation is is taking place here between Elijah and God Almighty. And Elijah, who is now resting in the presence of God, going to that safe place, that secure place, recognizing that, hey, in the past, the presence of God was here, and I'm returning once again to hear the voice of God in my life. Well, how do we learn to have our own voice. I love what David writes in Psalms chapter 19, verse 4, when he's talking about the voice being recognized and talking about the voices being recognized in the heavenlies. It says that yet their voice goes out into all the earth, their words to the ends of the world. Our voice, how do we capture that? How do we say, you know what, I want my voice to be heard. I want my thoughts, my ideas to be recognized and validated, to be acknowledged in the presence of my friends, to be acknowledged even in my most difficult hour, to know that, God, are you hearing me? God, are you listening to me? I think there are three areas that we can look at in in making sure that our voice is heard in proclamation, in prayer, and praise. Proclamation, to be able to speak boldly. We live in a culture and a society that if we stand with boldness, we can stand in protest, and that's the way that our culture is designed. That we can stand and proclaim and, and say that, hey, I believe in this position. I want to stand with great confidence. My prayer is that as we continue to develop the young people of Victory Church, that as they're entering into student church and Royal Rangers and girls ministries, that there are individuals that are pouring into their life, helping to develop them and to to where they can recognize their voice of faith, 
that they will stand, that's my prayer, that they will stand with great confidence and that they will proclaim the message of Jesus Christ and that there's hope found in Jesus Christ and that there's life found in Jesus Christ and that there's redemption found in Jesus Christ, that they'll stand with great confidence and proclaim that Jesus Christ is the Lord of Lords. Amen? And that we also will begin to find our voice through prayer. In Elijah, in this moment, in responding to God, he says, man, God, I have, I have served you with great zeal. I have served you with great passion. And we find our voice through those prayerful moments. And that there are tender moments that we engage with the Father. And I can tell you that there are moments also that there, yes, there are tender moments, but then there are moments that we need to really just buckle down and begin to press through. And that we may just turn the volume up and begin to pray with great zeal and great passion and believe that, God, you are in control. And we begin to call our children by name and saying, God, draw them back to the cross. And we begin to pray with great passion and great zeal and saying, yes, God, I know that my marriage is under attack, but my desire is to have a healthy marriage that we pray with great passion in finding our voice. And we say that, yes, God, that you are, you are blessing me in this business, but I know that there are days that are coming. Let me always be prayerful and pray with great passion and recognize who you are in this business. God, let me pray with great passion. God, let me find my voice as I honor you and I exalt you. I love what James chapter 5 verse 16 says. It says the prayer of a righteous person is what? Is powerful and effective. How many of you want to pray with great power and to know that your prayers are effective, amen, that we begin to find our voice in the, the third area is that we pray. We praise God, and through our praise, we find our voice, and we begin to sing out to God. On Sundays and Wednesdays, our, our platform is covered with individuals that are gifted and have found their voice when it comes to singing. How many of you are still working on that? Would raise your hand with me and say that, man, I am still working on that piece and being able to really find my voice through praise. But man, our choir is packed on Sunday morning. And they're lifting their voice. They found their voice in praise. I think that's an opportunity that we have even tonight. And so what I'm going to do is ask you for just, just a few moments. Everyone stand with me. And we want to find our voice in a moment of worship and praise. Here's the good news. You're not joining the choir. And by you standing, you're not having to say, I'm coming to stand on the stage and sing in front of everybody. And here's what I can tell you that you can step forward. And here's, here's the good thing is you don't even have to know the words from heart because we're going to put the words on the screen to this song. I think it's a song that you guys know, everyone in the house. But I think that as together, corporately, 
we can begin to sing this song and listen to the words as you're singing and what you're singing to the Father. I'm thankful for Pastor Glenn. He's gifted. He knows how to play the guitar, and he knows how to sing. Pastor Glenn, lead us in this worship song. Come on, lift your voice. And I lift my voice Amen. To worship you, oh my soul. Rejoice. Think about who you're singing about. Pastor Glenn, keep playing, but I'm going to ask all of the ladies, all the kids to sit down tonight. Guys, you continue to stand. We're going to do something with the guys. We're going to find the guys and let them find their voice tonight in worship. Amen. The leaders of our homes. Amen. The men of Victory Church. And Pastor Glenn's going to lead us out, but you guys are the champions. You are the guys, you guys are the one that God's looking to to say, hey man, I want you to lead by example. You guys are the ones I want to hear your voice. And so Pastor Glenn's going to lead us one more time through this song. And you ladies, I'm going to ask you to do something. Just be quiet. Okay? All right? Pastor Glenn, lead us. good. Amen. Amen. It's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. Let it be a sweet, sweet sound in what? In your ears. Let's give praise to God. Amen.
Amen. Amen. You may be seated, guys. Thank you, Pastor Glenn. Finding our voice. And finding our voice in prayer, finding our voice through praise. And that as we continue to focus in and saying, God, I want to hear your voice. How many of you know that in any conversation that there's always at least, hopefully, two different voices? How many of you have ever engaged in a conversation by yourself? Are you asking questions? How many of you have ever answered your own question in your own conversation? But man, there's our voice, but then there's the voice of God. And when I think about voices, I think about voices that I respect. Who are those individuals that, man, whenever I hear their voice, that I push away all of the distractions, I push away everything that may be disrupting me just to hear their voice. That when we say, man, whenever they speak, I want to honor them. I want to respect them. I want to hear what they have to say because they're speaking now. It's a great way when we take the time to simply step back and remove the distractions to honor God. How many of you know that it's important that we honor God? When we talk about honoring people, I think that if if we kind of look at it through this lens and say, man, whenever a judge enters a courtroom, what do people do? People begin to stand and 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 to show honor and respect for the, the person that is sitting on that bench. I think that of sporting events, when we talk about honoring those individuals, whenever you hear the kind of the crack of the drum head and the, the drum roll begins to happen and the national anthem begins to, to be trumpeted through the stadium and you begin to see men and women stand and, and showing honor for the American flag, amen, and, and making sure that they stand. And I, got, I can tell you that whenever a pastor or a minister is, is standing here and, and, a, and we've all come together for a wedding and the, the doors are pushed back and the bride is standing at the very back and the, what does the pastor, the minister do? He simply brings everyone to their feet for a moment that we honor that bride as she's entering into the room. I, I remember that, uh, that Taylor, when our oldest was married, and we were standing in the, the very back uh, here, and the doors uh, began to, to swing open. Right before that, I noticed that there was a, a gentleman that was making his way into the room, and, and we later found out that he was probably about 90, 92 years of age, and we pushed him off uh, to the side and asked him to use this entrance over here. And thinking that he would kind of enter in and and maybe find a seat, but his timing was impeccable. That as he made his way in, the doors are open. I'm standing there with Taylor, and I'm holding tears back because I'm just about to cry. And out of the corner of my eye on the back wall, as the doors are pushing back and everybody is standing to honor my daughter as she walks in, here comes the 92-year-old man right down the center aisle. People are looking back. He didn't have a clue, and he's just kind of looking and smiling as he walks down and, and, and just acknowledging everybody. But it was that moment, man, we're trying to honor, honor my daughter. 
we have those moments of, of honor when we come in here on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, that when Pastor Dave and Pastor Glenn, whoever, Shannon, Pastor Randy, and they bring us in for corporate worship, and they ask us to stand. I got to tell you that it's not for your exercise. It's not for something else for you to kind of do. Man, they're asking, will you stand with me this morning? Will you stand with me tonight as we enter in for what? Enter for a moment of worship that we're standing, ushering in the presence of God. And in our passage of Scripture, Elijah is there. And the voice of the Lord instructs Elijah, stand up and go out, stand on the mountain, because the one that we are to honor, what, is about to pass by. And I can tell you that when we enter into the presence of God, when we walk onto this campus with great anticipation and a heart longing to be in the presence of God, to know that, hey, we're right here. We're not retreating to the mountaintop, but we're at 1401 Griffin Road at Victory Church, and the presence of God is resting right here among us. Amen? That's the God that we serve. I know that sometimes there, there are moments that it's, it's difficult for us to express honor. I think of the, the, the parent and the child relationship. How many of you know that whenever our kids enter into that teen, that teen season, that the honor seems to just disappear? The respect seems to fall by the, the wayside. How many of you know what I'm talking about when the hair begins to stand up on the, the back of your neck? That's the school that I came from. If we even thought about showing disrespect or not honoring our parents, we got whipped. We didn't have to do it. We just had to think about it. Mark Twain says this when you talk about honor and respect. Mark Twain says this, when I was a boy of 14, my father was so ignorant I could hardly stand to have the old man around. But when I got to be 21, I was astonished at how much he had learned in seven years. How many of you know it eventually comes back around? That, that we're never released, I can tell you this, that the Bible says that we are to honor what our father and our mother. How many of you know that we're never released from that commandment? Never released. Whether we're 40, whether we're 50, whether we're 60. And we're still blessed to have our parents with us that we're to always honor our parents if that's the case, how much more should we always honor the presence of God and showing respect for the voice of God? For it says in verse 11, it says, The Lord said, Go out, stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Elijah needed to hear the voice of God. And God knew exactly what Elijah needed. In sensing the presence of God, when you think about Elijah, 
And in your mind, in my mind, as I'm preparing for this message, I'm saying, man, how does Elijah go from that dramatic scene where fire just swoops down to where all of a sudden he shows his frailty, his, his humanity, toward now he's retreating. And that even in, in Elijah's life, it's another teaching moment. How many of you believe that we should always remain teachable and in a learning spirit that there's more for us, more for us to learn as we remain in the presence of God? In verse 13, and guys, as we finish up tonight, if you'll make your way out onto the platform for me, in verse 13a, it says that when Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and would out, went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. That in Elijah's own life, Elijah had seen the power of God, the power of his voice. He had witnessed it in, in the wind. He could testify to the power and know and say, yes, I know that the voice of God can be seen through earthquakes. I know that there's power and that the voice of God can also be, be felt through the wind and know that it can be felt through the fire. But even in Elijah's life, in understanding and sensing the presence of God and still learning to hear the voice of God, in this very moment, Elijah's taught that yes, God can be seen in fire. God can be seen in the earthquake. God can be seen in the wind. But Elijah, know this. That same powerful God can also be seen in the whispers from heaven. That that same whisper is just as powerful as an earthquake. That same whisper is just as powerful as the wind that same whisper is just as powerful as the fire. And Elijah, this is a teaching moment for you. And Elijah recognizes that in the silence of that moment, that the voice of God is speaking once again. And that he covers his face with the cloak. Out of honor, out of respect. For he sees the voice of God and knows that he's standing in the very presence of our Heavenly Father. What I can tell you tonight is that the voice of God is very real. That there are moments that we do, we say, God, I need you to show up. And God shows up in a grand way. But there are also those moments that we can step back and say, man, God, let me also see you in those most tender moments and recognize you for who you are. For you are my redeemer. You are my restorer. You are my life. Amen. Will you stand with me tonight? I know that we've come together tonight. And I know that some may even be struggling tonight and battling against lies from the enemy. 
in believing that you don't matter, that you don't have any place at the table, that your very thoughts, your very ideas are not registering, that sometimes you feel that God is, is silent, that he's not listening. But that's nothing more than a lie from the enemy. Because I can tell you that God hears his voice, hears the voice of his children. Just as we spoke two weeks ago, when Jesus says, I am the shepherd and my sheep know my voice. Just as Elijah's resting in the cave on the mountainside, that's my child and I know exactly where you're at and what you're going through and I hear you, Elijah. But now, Elijah, it's time to rise up and go back to the work that I've called you to do. And Elijah leaves with great authority, great encouragement, knowing that once again, God has spoken into his life. If that's you tonight, as the team leads us through this worship course, if you're saying, man, I need to be encouraged tonight. I need to know that God hears me. Come forward right now as the team leads us in the song. Hallelujah.